Welcome to the Why Music Podcast, where we talk to independent artists about their journeys, the inspirations behind their music, and ultimately why they make music. This next artist is up and coming in the R&B space. Taking inspiration from all eras of the genre, her sound is the perfect blend of all the household names. With a distinct voice to set herself apart, it's only a matter of time before she's reaching heights. Welcome, Stia. I always like to start with where your journey with music all began. Yeah, and my journey is definitely one of the more unique ones. Um, I started writing music four years ago because I unfortunately experienced uh, my house burning down. So what, yeah. So what happened was the fire happened. We were displaced. Um and I felt like I had watched every show. It's like, okay, I read every book. It's like, what else can I do? You know, like to just pass the time. I mean, you're like, what are, what's, what's going on? Like we, we survived this horrible experience and I just started writing songs and they were kind of bad. And then after a few, a few tries, I wrote my first single. And then ever since then, I, I found some producers and I was like, hey, I wrote the song. And they're like, oh, this is this is kind of good. And then it just kind of all started from there. So really, it took this like horrible, tragic event and it birthed out of it something awesome. And if I would have known then that I would be here today, it would be like, wow. But yeah, that's how I started writing music. Displaced. <laughs> That's interesting. I've had a lot of people come on here and say yeah. like, oh, like when COVID happened, like it got like things moving and like, you know, that's, you know, people had, the, you know, the world had downtime at that point to just kind of write. And so yeah. you had a similar story, but an even more personal one in a way. Yeah. Was there definitely. something about music prior to that, that kind of sparked that? Like, is there like, do you come from a musical background prior to that, that led into the songwriting or what does that all look like? Absolutely. Well, my grandmother, she um, was the opening act for Ike and Tina Turner. Oh, wow. So yeah, in the, in the sixties, she toured around with them all over the, uh, the country. And the thing about her name was Betty, Betty Johnson, and she couldn't dance. So she couldn't be one of the backup dancers, one of the I get. So they're like, okay, but you're, you can sing your butt off. So they're like, let's make you the opening act. And she was amazing. I never got to meet her, unfortunately, because she passed away, but um, she did that. And then she did her own solo career and then she did her own gospel music. So it's definitely like in my blood. I just feel like it had to be activated um, through <laughs> that event, really seeing like, I can do this too. And I know she'd be really proud of me. Oh yeah. When that kind of thing just kind of continues through generations, even if it skips one or not, it's always a cool thing to see and look back and be like, maybe there's a reason that this just kind of, <laughs> you know, is something I stumbled upon. Like, you know, it literally just kind of is in my DNA. Yeah. It was going to come out either way. I don't know if it's going to come out through this or through something else, but like, it definitely, I was like, I can do, I can write a song like for sure. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Um, so in the time frame of, you know, trying to write these things and stumbling beyond the ones that you don't deem to be that great of work, um, what made you decide to really start releasing music and kind of pursue being an artist? 
I think it really all clicked for me when I found the right producer and really somebody who I could start from scratch and be like, this is what I want my sound to be. Um, because I feel like before, and I feel like a lot of artists have this problem where it's like, they're trying, they're, there's somebody they really admire. So they're really trying hard to sound like them when in reality, their music already exists and they already have a whole career and it's about finding your own voice. So once I hooked up with a great producer who we just sat down, we really just talked and he really just tried to get to know me because through that we were able to really figure out, okay, these are the kind of sounds you're looking for. And this is what's going to make you unique. You're not trying to sound like X, Y, B, C. You're trying to sound like Stia. Um, so once that kind of all clicked and I started getting different reactions from people about the music, I was like, okay, we're really, um, this is my music. Not like, oh, this sounds like this is this is Sia's music so I was like okay we're ready we're ready for the for the premiere <laughs> right and it's always great to be able to be like oh this like you know you can sonically compare it to other names that have come before but if it just you know this sounds like just that one person and you're just kind of the second coming of so and so like been there done that we need something new yeah, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I don't, you don't need another, you know, yeah, we don't, we need something new, especially nowadays where it's like everything's remake. I'm like, how, how many times we want to do the same movie over and over again? Like, we need <laughs> new, new ideas. 100%. Please. Even if it's a combination of existing ideas it, to make something new, right. that, you know, at least that. Right. Combinations are good because I feel like everything usually is kind of a combination. Mm -hmm. But when you're really just taking it from one thing, that's when it's kind of like copying and people are like, oh, whatever. Yeah. You know, if it, it yeah. if it's if it's good enough for you to want to copy it, then it's good enough to not need to be copied. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so um, what do you think inspires a lot of your songwriting? Ooh, um, what inspires a lot of my songwriting is a lot of things that have happened to me. Like Soho House is based off an event that actually happened. And what I'll do is I just love to talk and I love to connect. And um, I remember one time I was talking to one of the producers and I was telling them about the story on how I met this guy and um, the Soho House came up and I really have always wanted to go there. And I was like, oh, and then I ended up actually leaving somebody at the Soho house, like leave them at the Soho house. And they wrote, they're like, this, that's a great story. And you should actually make that into the, like the, one of the lines in the songs. I was like, oh, I don't know. And they're like, no, because I feel like if you are able to channel something that's actually happened to you in the song, mm -hmm. it's able to relate with people so much better. Um, and I feel like that's why that song is connecting with people is because even though mine involved a relationship, people are able to substitute themselves in my place and be like, oh, dang, like, I remember I had somebody I couldn't get off of my couch. I'm like, what? Uh, so I just feel like it's just a relatable thing. And they'll tell me, they're like, oh, girl, like, I was thinking about that song. And it just made me feel about this one guy. He just wouldn't leave me alone. I just, I was like, what? So it's, it's really cool to be able to make something that people can relate to like that so it's always interesting that the most like detailed pieces of work are the ones that often connect with 
the most people because it's like I'm telling my direct story but you're somehow yeah. trying to tell me that you understand exactly what I'm talking about. You weren't there. You didn't live it. Like what? It's just, it's, it's so weird, but it's like really cool at the same time, because it's like, you're not just like making a blanket statement of like, Oh, I went through this breakup and whatnot. You know, it's, you're bringing these personal details into it and describing the story exactly as it was. And that's what's resonating mm -hmm. with people. I don't, I don't get it, but it's really cool. You have to be specific. And I feel like when, when I was writing songs before I was trying, it's, you're trying to be too broad because you feel like it's like the opposite thing. The more you try to relate to people by being like broad, like the less they relate to it. But if you say X, Y, Z, B, C happened to me, they're like, oh, girl, that happened to me too. You're like, what? Are we living the same life? <laughs> it's, I mean, if you think about it, the human experience is very much a shared thing. We go through a lot of the different things, the details and the other people in the stories obviously look very different, but the experiences are a lot the same, but it, it's true. It's just like, you know, if you try to create for everybody, you're going to reach mm -hmm. nobody. The more you kind of really try and just channel it as your existence the more people will kind of understand because it'll it'll it really i think is what it is is that it humanizes the person behind it right, right. so it's still crazy but you know i guess detail detail <laughs> detail so uh if you had to create a new genre around your style of music what would you call it this is the conversation i've had and i want to say the new genre is called pop soul. Okay. Pop soul. I don't know if that's already a genre. I don't think it is, but I feel like pop, I like pop R&B, but pop soul, I feel like just merges them together in a way that I feel like it's going to be a new genre and I may be the pioneer. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what aspects of pop and what aspects of soul do you think you're ultimately kind of culminating and bringing together? That's a, that's a great question because I feel like pop, and when I think of pop, I just think of popular music. So like popular sounds. And I feel like that's always changing. Like right now we're in a space where it's very hip hop centric and, and R&B centric. And we're kind of getting away from that, like EDM, um, that kind of uh, deep house, future house. And we're kind of moving into more, like mellow, spacey, dreamy um, kind of space. And I feel like that along with the rhythms and the sounds of um, like Stevie Wonder and Tina Turner and Shaka Khan, if you got that and that and put it together, that's like magical. That's magical. And <laughs> I feel like that's what I'm really tapping into because I love pop, but I, I'm like, oh, it needs more. Like, mm, like more soul, like the, the, it has to have more meaning um, because it's like, how far can we go with just the the trap and you know, that it's like, we need, we have to connect more with the lyrics and the meaning. So yeah, like that's pop soul. Yeah. The true front runners, if you will, of pop right now is just, it's not like if you go deeper, that's where mm -hmm. the like meat of it really is. But like the surface level stuff right now, I'm not even as a pop person, I'm not even entirely on board with, but like, that's just me. That's for somebody no, clearly, because like it's popular, but 
Right. And I feel like there's going to be a shift because like you said, it's like a shared experience and we're all like, we had the pandemic, we had all these things happen. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we need meat. Like you said, we need some meat. <laughs> yeah, we, need the, we, need the, we need that main protein of the course to come back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, is there a song or release that you think best embodies who you are as an artist? Like if you had to kind of convince someone to be a fan of yours and you had one song of yours to show them what song do you show them i feel well the only release i have out now at this point is soho house I would say that and that was the one before I released it I was showing people um like I met with a few label executives and I just told them straight out I said this is a hit song you are welcome to go on this journey and I put I put on the headphones and they're like this is a hit song and I was like I told you um and I just feel uh, like it's just a song that it's a replayer it has it has great replay value and I feel like I just really hit it out of the park. We hit it out of the park, not just me, like my whole team, everybody who helped me um, do it. We really just tapped into something that I feel like is new and refreshing. And I went into, I don't know if you've ever heard of Alfred's coffee shop. Have you heard of Alfred's? It's like a- I have not. Um, like a woo-woo coffee shop. Uh, but I, I gave him one of my flyers. Like, I was like, hey, I just released this song. And, you know, it's kind of always like a girl just kind of came up to me and gave me a flyer because I give out flyers. And I was like, oh, you can scan the QR code to listen to it. And they're like, okay. And you could kind of tell they were like, girls, just, you know, what does the song going to sound like? <laughs> they put it on. I left. I left and I came back. And they're like, oh my God, we've already played the song four times. They're like, we were hoping you were going to come back so we could like talk to you about, I was like, wow. So I, I, and that really just solidified, like I really, we really created something really special that I just have been waiting for, for years since I, since, since my, since the fire, I've just been waiting to make something that I could just be like, this is it. Let the song speak for itself. So what are you going to do to follow that up now? you start out with a bang what are you going to do to keep that momentum going more bangs i got more i got like 11 in the vault i like you like this one you want more upbeat you want uh, emotional i got we i was just like i i'm trying to tell you for a year i just went to the studio every day i didn't do anything else i didn't go to one party i barely saw any of my friends my producer was like my best friend during that time <laughs> 
off every day. And I just thought, I'm going to take this time to work on this music every day until it's perfect. And so I have this song and I have 10 other great songs that I just, I'm like, let them go. Let them just be out in the world. I'm just, I just can't wait. I just can't wait for them to be out there. Do you know when they're going to be out in the world? Or is there any on the way, like locked and loaded? Locked and they're locked and loaded. Um, but the next one I, um, I want to do this month. So I'm trying to do um, kind of like what Anita did when she first came out and she released a single every month. I guess until she blew up. Um, so the next song I have, I'm going to release hopefully by the end of this month. And it's more upbeat. Okay. So changing up the pace yeah. a little bit. Yes. Yes. And it'll live up to the hype that we've we've started to build. Yes. <laughs> I've been waiting a long time for this. So yes, I, I, I speak confidently. That's one thing about me is that when I speak it, I'm like, I believe it. I believe it for sure. I mean, if you don't believe it's good, who's going to buy that it's good? You know, you have to, you have to walk the walk. You got to walk the walk. You got to, you got to, because it'll happen. If you're like, oh, it's, this is bad. It's like, what? Like you did all this for what then? You know, then you're not doing it for the right reasons because you low-key like, oh, I want you to tell me that it's good. And people might not, you know, I don't know. But if you believe that it's good, people are going to just want to, go off of that so well right and I I am definitely a firm believer that you put whatever you kind of put out into the world is what genuinely kind of comes back to you so if you're putting out this sort of like positive energy around what you're creating and what you're doing the odds are that you know people are going to be more drawn to that if you're just kind of like eh, like see if you like it or like you know like this this might be okay like people are going to go in thinking oh this might be okay so like you might get lucky and they're like thrilled with it, but odds are they're just going to yeah, be like, exactly. okay, they're going to go in thinking, why bother? You know, so you have to just. Yeah. Kind of- Not in this industry. You have to really, you really have to know who you are because people will say all sorts of stuff. Like I've had people say all sorts of stuff about Soho House and you're just like, you can take it and just appreciate it, but you can't let it shake you because people say crazy stuff all the time because they don't even know. But if you know, then it's like, you just got to keep going forward. And you're like, I know, child, I know. But uh, yeah, it's a trip. Yeah, no, and like, I mean, art is art. Not everybody's going to like it. Not everybody's going to interpret it the same way. So, you know, you take it take it with a grain of salt. You know, if, right. if, if all of the criticism's coming back negative, then maybe think about what you're doing a little <laughs> bit. But if it's just yeah. some Joe Schmoes or like, this sucks, yeah. they suck. Yeah, like ciao. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> not 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 you know not doing any damage here. No. Right. We don't we don't allow that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> if you had to pick two or three artists that you think your music is like a combination of, who would you choose? I would say, um, usually when I give the flyer, I, 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 uh, I'll get the flyer and I'll hand it to them and I'm like, Oh, make music. And it's, it's, a, it's a combination of like SZA, the weekend. And if you like a little throwback, like Aaliyah, Janet Jackson vibe. So that, you know, really mellow, smooth, I'd even say a little sultry, um, sound that I feel like is really, really people really like nowadays. 
space. Um, and yeah, that kind of atmospheric R&B pop. And then with the next song I have, it's more upbeat. So it's more of like, like even more like Doja Cat vibe. Um, so yeah. I mean, a few of those names are pretty big right now. So you're definitely, like, I think you're right in saying that that's kind of a big thing that people are especially enjoying these days. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's so it's like, I love a lot of the synthesizers. I love like the 808s and the drums. Um, and I I knew a lot of the times so I was like, oh, give me those like weekend drums. Like the do, ta, do, do, ta, do, ta. he's like, okay. Do, ta, do, ta. Mm -hmm. um, and for Soho House, I remember listening to the Scissor Song shirt. And I was like, oh, I love that. Um, gosh, what is it called? It's called Omnisphere. It has all these like really deep just lush I just love everything that's just lush and just big um and it kind of transports you to your own world so I was like give me a lot of just that big synthesizer and that big just like na, da, 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 da. and I love the keys too so a lot of a lot of those um sounds I just was really just like give me those give me that scissor just that scissor just dee, 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 dee. like we're just like the clouds are opening up. So yeah, I, I definitely looked a lot of them to just make sure it sounds current. Cause I don't want it to sound like it's from some, the not in the eighties, but I want to, you know, take some of that inspiration, but then get some of the new sounds. So it's like a nice blend. And so people aren't like, this sounds like it's from 20 years ago, but it's like, Ooh, it's giving me, it's giving me 20 years ago, but it sounds like it could be on the radio today. So I feel like it's like a nice mashup. What aspects of the earlier decades do you think fuels into what you're creating I would say a lot of the late 90s um we looked at a lot of Janet Jackson a lot of her first album um especially with a lot of the keys and just a lot of the chord progressions um like even some of like boys to men um like I said Aaliyah and even um gosh there's so many I love like DeBarge I know they're a little earlier but um I feel like you could put my song in a playlist of that era of music and it would be like oh this is like a new interpretation of that um of course with new lyrics and everything like that but definitely like the late 90s mid mid 90s as well uh what is an outside passion of yours that you feel impacts who you are as an artist Outside passion of mine that impacts me as an artist. I would say for the past year, I've been really passionate about fitness, just my overall health. Because um, one of the things I love to do is perform. I really love to perform. Um, and one of the problems I was kind of having was just my stamina. And I, when I tell you, I'd be singing one song, I'd be like, cause I'm in, and I'd be, whoo. I was like, this is like, you want to like go on tour? Like what? Uh, so I started exercising and I started going to the gym like five days a week and just running. And I couldn't run. <sighs> the people are like running next to me. Like the coaches, like, come on, Sia, like you can do it. And then I, I went from like being able to half a mile to like two miles to like three miles. And now my singing voice is just so it's like night and day. And now I could do a whole set. I did a whole set with the band um, a few weeks ago. And I was like, oh, this is what it's like to be able to <laughs> really get like, you know, I was like, what was I doing? And I know Billie Eilish, she recently said she started working out. 
because uh, I feel like it's this thing where if you feel like you have a talent, like I can sing, that's, you know, but just being able to go up there and sing, but not be able to sing for a long time. It's like, well, what are people paying for? Um, so I feel like that just helped me just with my recording, with my performing and just everything. I'm like, oh, I can, I can sing for like two, three hours now without, I, my voice would just be like, but now it's like, I can, I can just sing on cue. So I'm sing, sing, I was like, hey, I was like, oh, it only took me a year, but there you go. <laughs> no, it, it does. It makes a lot of a difference as, as much as you really think it wouldn't it like, it has a big impact is like how you like you're, I mean, running in itself, like cardio is, cause I mean, think about it. You go to a concert, unless they're like Adele, they're not just standing there the whole time, you know, <laughs> right? Like she, but she like, that's just her thing. All her songs are slower. That's just her. That's her thing. Nobody else is doing yeah. that though. So like, not only do you have to like be able to sing a bunch, but you have to be able to like, also just be a little bit more entertaining and move around and whatnot. So like, you, th you you think oh you just go up there and do it but it's like no there's there's some more work to it than you would probably anticipate so much work and you don't want to like lip sync because it's like what you want to be able wow. to actually go up there and give it to them because mm -hmm. that's the, like lady gaga she's like you'll never come to my show and not see me sing live and she sings every Everything. part <laughs> like, she sings like the ad libs and the bottom part i'm like all right um, so it's just like, you see, it can be done. I mean, Beyonce, Lady Gaga, um, there's so many people who can do it live. So I just want to follow their lead and be like, I just have to put in my work. And then once I did that, my discipline went up. Um, I was able to really just focus and my brain was just like, you know, my blood pressure went down. I was like, that's good. <laughs> there was, there were some other mm. positive impacts there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, nothing nothing a little running can't fix right <laughs> and then lifting weights too I was like oh I have like a muscle you know not a lot but like my arms are kind of toned and I was like come on oh so yeah it's been, it's been great yeah it's been great. No, the, the gym is one of those things where you know the, the the bigger effort is getting yourself to go and do it than it is to actually try and do the things because once you're there you're fine but you know, yeah Yes. So much easier to hit snooze and just call it a day. Literally. And that's how I knew. I was like, if I really want to make it, it's not just about me going to the gym, but it's about just the discipline of, like you said, being able to just get up and do it. Yeah. Um, that's the main, that's the mind part. Yeah, for sure. Oof. What is the <laughs> ideal listening scenario for someone to consume your music in? That's, uh, that's a good question. Um, well, I would definitely say, you mean like in streaming or like, like where? Like if you were to set the scene of what kind of just setting scenario, mm -hmm. anything. I would say, uh, well, since I released Soho House, I was able to actually go into the actual Soho House because I had never been there. Uh, I was like, oh, so this is what it's like. And it was just so, all the furniture was so decadent and it was just so curated and beautiful. And I was like, ah, oh. and then everybody was um, standing by the pool and 
there was like these cocktails and it was like mood lighting. I was like, see, if you were to play the song right now, this would be perfect. Just on the loudspeakers. And we could just be like, oh, you know, it's just it's like chill, you know? And um, I just feel like it's made for those types of environments, just like gatherings, um, people getting together and just like enjoying it. I mean, I don't know if it's like a dance song where it's like we at the club or something, but it's definitely for like, a beautiful environment. I feel like it, it it really could just fit right in. Or just quite literally, Soho House is perfect for Soho House. <laughs> literally. <laughs> it's their, so. their national anthem. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> plays as everybody literally. enters, you know, it's just, it's just on repeat there. Yeah. Or even like, like a nice store, like, a, um, like what's a, like a cute, like a nice store, like, um, uh like Nordstrom or like Neiman Marcus where people just you know they just want something chill and fun to listen to um something like that for sure what is it that you think sets you apart from other independent artists what sets me apart from other independent artists I would say I am I I feel like I'm just one of those people no matter when I'm super famous or where I am right now, I will always be shockingly myself um, because I feel like that's the only way this can work is that I just am committed to just being myself, being a positive, fun, happy person um, and not letting anything kind of affect me and just really staying focused on my goals of inspiring young women and just, you know, being myself, really just being who I am and not letting anybody shake that because, you know, I've had some, some times in this industry and I'm like, you see a lot of stuff and you're like, the people who I feel fair the best are the ones that are most grounded. They have people around them who keep them in check. Like I have them people who are like, girl, hold on, <laughs> reel it back a second. You're reel it back like we still have a long way to go and I feel like when you have those types of people not just people like yes girl great yes girl awesome like you need people who are gonna be like reel it (laughs) in like we still have a lot you're you're you know so I feel like that's what what makes me different is that I've always been this way and I always will continue to be this way um and I feel like that's what just my natural energy and how I use it is just what attracts people to me is is that's pretty much it like no matter if I have 10 Grammys or if I'm washing cars it's like you don't get the same (laughs) Stia for sure whether I'm in a Rolls Royce or in the Kia it's the same Stia oh that's good (laughs) no I think (laughs) I think that's a great you know mindset and approach to have because it is like the people, the person that you are at two listeners should be the same person that you are at 2 million. You know, it shouldn't, the numbers and the results shouldn't change anything because you're the same person creating things. You just have a little bit more value, I guess, behind your name, if you want to call it that. So 100%, I think you're touching on something good there with like, you, you should be the same person. Like, fame and money and whatever, you know, the, whatever you want to call it gets to people a lot more than it should, because some people I think just kind of play the game to get to that point. And 
Those are the people that are obviously in it for the wrong reasons. And those are the people that will usually change is the ones that are just, that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot of like, I've been able, I've been so blessed to be able to meet so many people I've been able to look up to. Um, Like one of the sweetest people I've ever met was Rihanna. And it was just like, oh my God, like she's so effing famous. Like she's like one of the most famous people on the planet, but she's also one of the sweetest people. And I've known people who worked with her um, on her last album, Anti. And they're like, she's just, you know, and it's like, that's how you're able, it's not about just getting there. Cause you've seen a lot of people be able to get to those points where they're just like, but it's like, how can you stay there? And how can you keep it's like a tightrope. You're just trying, you know, your best to just remain a humble person. Of course, everybody has a bad day. And I feel like people should be allowed to have bad days. Um, But you see the people who are consistently up there, it's for a reason. It's because um, I believe in God, but I believe if God takes you to those places, he knows that you are able to sustain it and not just like completely freaking lose it and be like, but you're able to like, stay grounded, stay focused because you got and then that takes you off the tightrope. You got that and that takes you off, but you're able to just, you know, just stay, stay grounded. Tightrope is a good way to put that. Yes. That, that kind sure. of definitely hits it right on the nose. Definitely. What impact do you want to have with your music and with your artistry? Impact. I feel like we were, we were talking about earlier is that there is, whether it's now or whether it's tomorrow and six months, there's definitely going to be a shift from this sort of culture we have, um, just where I feel like it's very, very dark. It's a lot, it's very, the direction it's going, I, I don't see how that could be sustainable for a long time. And I feel like with myself and why I feel dest- destined and led to do this is just to bring a new, fresh voice to the generation and be that voice for girls and just people in general who feel like they're not represented in the music industry. Because I feel like now just this stage, it's a lot of extremes and there shouldn't be extreme. It should just be focused on the art and making a positive impact. Cause I feel like, like even 10, 15 years ago it was just a lot different. Um, and the things that were promoted weren't as accepted as they are now. And I feel like that's why we're having a big problem with mental health. And um, it's because we're just not promoting the right things as a society anymore. It's very dark and like people have a lot, we, we need we need to refresh, you know? It's like music should be an escape, but it shouldn't make you, it should make you feel seen, not worse. It should make you feel understood, but not make you feel like, you ain't got nowhere else to go. And I feel like that's just what I want my impact to be is whether I impact one person or a hundred million people just be like, I listened to Stina's music and it made me feel seen and understood and that I can keep going with my life. Not, I ain't got nowhere to turn, you know, I got to do something crazy, but I want to be that person who they could look up to and be like, she helped me in a really tough time. Cause I have those people who helped me when my house burnt down. And I would just play their records on repeat. And I was like, oh, this really helped me. And this helped me not go to an even darker place. And I I think you're I think you're right. I think I think just I feel like we've in more ways than one just become more divided 
in ways as a society and um you know we're trying to do things but by doing those things we're like undoing other things and it's just like okay. <laughs> we just we just can't win you know no matter what like we just we got to figure it out i don't know what we're gonna do to figure it out we just gotta figure it out i don't know what we're gonna do either <laughs> something's oh gotta get figured God. out but but no i you know i i definitely think that music is a, like it's always it's one of those things that's never like gone out of style it never will it has this sort of it's just one of those like intangible experiences that you just are like I don't know what this song is doing to me but I'm not mad about it you know <laughs> um we need more of that and so exactly. I, I appreciate that that is like what your sort of like target is um with yes. what you're doing absolutely yeah. and it's like where is I just think about this a lot. I listen to some songs. And I, I don't want to say anybody in particular because that in itself is not the problem. It's more of like the collective, what we're allowing to blow up. Cause it's like, why are we making this person famous? Well, you're, you're making them famous by making them, by promoting right. them. Um, I just think more of the fact just in general, like my cousins and what they know at seven, is like, hold on. <laughs> I said I was in a high school musical, like oh, make yeah. it easy, make it up. And yeah. I'm like, you're listening to what? And it's like, how far can we go? Where can we go from here? You know what I mean? Right. It's like, how much farther um, can we go? And it's just like, oh, oh it's, it's, it's just, it's tough. It's tough. And it's having detrimental effects. Like, I don't want to sound like, you know, uh, like a politician or anything, but it's just like, it's, 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 it's having really bad effects on our, on the kids, on the kids. Not like you need to make kids bought music, but you know, let's leave some stuff up to the imagination. Let's, the illusion is okay. Yeah. They don't need to know step-by-step, step, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> No, for sure. I think, I think there are definitely like, it's, it's just, I don't know what is the end all be all, but it's just, it's not where we're at. Mm -mm. Absolutely not. I think that brings us to the final question, which is ultimately the concept behind the podcast, which is why music? Why music? I would say why music? because why not music? I, I feel like music is the only thing that can penetrate your mind and in a way it can influence you to do things. It can influence you to be a better person. It can influence you to be, it can influence your mood. Like if I'm feeling sad, it's, it's funny because it's almost like an algorithm. Like if I'm feeling sad, I wanna listen to sad music. Or if I'm feeling happy, I wanna listen to happy music. So as a musician, I feel like we have a, a great privilege and honor because we're able to deliver our stories and our message through music. And we can make it sound good. We can make it sound raw and it just cuts through everything. Like we're talking right now, but if I were to put this conversation and make it into a song, you'd feel emotions. And the feeling is what we want. And I just wanna move people because I have strong emotions and I just want to be able to just make people feel how I feel and put their own spin on it. 
and be like, dang, I feel her. Like one of my friends was telling me, she's like, oh, see, like, I loved your music, you know, all the songs you wrote before, but the Soho House, I feel that. And that's all I can ask for. It's just like, I can feel that. So why music? I'll say, why not music? Because that's the only thing that can move people. You can read a book and stuff, but at the end of the day, you put on music, you're like, ooh, that takes me right back to when I was six and I was riding my bike. Like, that's isn't that crazy how a song could literally take you right back to when you first heard it? Music is nuts. It's, it's nuts. It's, it's like nuts. science. <laughs> it's like science. Like there's this one song. Um, it's by Arcade Fire. It's called The Suburbs. And I could literally in my mind visualize the first time I heard it. And I was like 12 or 13. And it takes me right back to when I was in middle school. And I was like, I like this song. So I just, you could just hope as a musician that you could have the same effect on people and be like, I remember the first time I heard Soho House and I was going through a tough time, but I listened to it and it just made me feel a little bit better. That's, that's really all I could hope for. So, yeah. Yeah. The power music has is just unmatched from anything else. Unmatched. Crazy. Even bad music. It's like, it doesn't <laughs> matter. As long, as, long as it evokes it. an emotion, you'll remember it. You'll remember it and it'll you'll be like, remember. girl, remember that? crazy song I heard you're like yeah so you know the the <laughs> meme that Friday by Rebecca Black turned into like hey that sounds kind of good <laughs> everybody <laughs> everybody like, everybody gave it some crap though for sure at the time yeah they did but she makes good music now she makes really yeah. great music now actually yeah mm-hmm. everybody you know we all have our moments she she just okay. carried hers up you know I'm like, if some of my songs went viral like that, I was like, <laughs> I have a few demos of my computer that I'm like, lock it up. Yeah. Don't no. release. <laughs> we hold, we, some, there's some stuff that will, that, that is in the vault and there's some stuff that will stay in the vault. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, lock it up. I said, are you going to get sued? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, that's the funny part. Because you can just see the evolution too, you know? Like mm-hmm. my first song that I ever written, like I have some notes all the way back from, years ago and I'm like child but it's just like the the repetition of just doing it it's like you get so much better so mm-hmm. yeah no the best thing is was when you can look back at your old stuff and be like this I just don't like you know it's just it's not good anymore because that means you're doing better you know yes you have to Woo! appreciate what it was but that means you're doing better yes I have this one song I wrote oh my gosh I wrote it a while ago and it's called fake friends and it sounds crazy, but I was like, see, I could take some parts from that and kind of use it, but it's like fake friends until the end, fake friends until the end. It is like, whoo, we come a long way from, from that. <laughs> it's like, whoo, it's tough. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of this episode of the Why Music podcast. Check back again next week for another conversation with another independent artist. Thanks for listening.